Turn your radios off. It's about to be lit. It's going down. It's crazy. It's louder than high school holler. Hold your airwaves, Hoster. Holla, Chicago! Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports, the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. We have a great show lined up for you today. On this week's edition of the H2S2 Show, we recap another great high school football game featuring two schools featured in our summer preview series as our H2S2 Game of the Week coach Alonzo Zoe Harris and the Phoenix of North Lawndale College. Look to crash the homecoming celebrations for Coach Seamus Murphy and the Bobcats from Back of the Yards College Prep. Family, this game was a great one too. Can't wait to tell you all about it. We also introduce you to another Chicago area coach as we talk with Diane Eagles head coach Enoch Smith who joins us in the coach's chair along with two of his shining stars. That's in this week's edition of Coach's Chatter. We also update you on other scores from high school football games as well as in boys soccer city playoffs and girls volleyball all on the best show in chicago for high school sports the h2s2 you know it we always want to invite everyone to follow us on our social media we are on facebook and twitter you can find us at urban field house if you're on facebook show us some love by liking and inviting others to the high school holla sports show page we appreciate the love from you If you were following us this week, we went Facebook Live on you. That's right, live from our H2S2 Game of the Week. We want to thank you and all of the kind words we received from our Facebook Live posting. We'll be doing more with it in the future, so look out for that. After the break, it's our recap of our H2S2 Game of the Week between the North Lawndale Phoenix and the Back of the Yard Wildcats. Homecoming style. Coming up next on the High School Holla Sports Show. Hi, this is Coach Murphy from Back of the Yards College Prep, and you are tuned in to the High School Holla Sports Show. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area who are fans of sports to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. HouseMedia.com and in the subject line type, I want to join H2S2 reporting crew. And in a hundred words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday to the high school holla sports show. Man, get up out of here. <laughs> So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Illinois High School Association. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together.
I'm Coach Zoe of the North Lawndale College Prep Phoenix, and we support the H2S2, the only sports talk show for high school sports. Welcome back to the High School Hall of Sports Show. Time now for our H2S2 High School Football Game of the Week. Being brought to you by David Solomon. They design unique t-shirts and merchandise with fun, thought-provoking messages. You can purchase these unique items on their Facebook page. Search for them by the name David Solomon, the official sponsor of our H2S2 High School Football Game of the Week. We love homecomings, and young people, you should truly enjoy them in a safe and fun way because you only get four of them to enjoy in your high school career, especially if you're the home team and a student athlete. The team gets hyped up all week long walking around with their jerseys on. Now, if you're the visiting team, then there's a bit of fun in it for you too. You're not sure if you're on the schedule for this game because the team thinks they can beat you. I told you about my mental monarch days. I was some of those games scheduled that teams thought they can beat us. And they did. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Or, if you're the visiting team, you get a chance to make a week celebration turn into a pity party at homecoming dance. Well, I can't say that was the case this week when the North Lawndale Phoenix took on the back of the yard Bobcats, two well-coached and talented team. The back of the yard Bobcats entered homecoming at 4-1 versus North Lawndale, who was coming off of a big win and looking to carry that momentum over into playing homecoming spoiler. We talked with both coaches before the game to get their thoughts on this Chicago Public League battle. Exclusive hot new high school holla. Here it comes. Here at our H2S2 Game of the Week, where the back of the yards college prep Bobcats take on the North Lawndale Phoenix. I'm enjoying now with the head coach of the Bobcats, Seamus Murphy. Coach, been a long time since we talked to some. How's the team looking thus far? Uh, off to a pretty good start here, 4-1. and one. Uh, Came out really strong. Had a tough one last week against a very good Kenwood team. We just kind of went on vacation in the second quarter. Outside of that, you know, I really like the way we played last week. So, going to try and bounce back here and get on the good side of things here. Well, we're back in your backyard, so yeah. to speak. Got the music going, the line outside to get in here. We know about some of these young Bobcats. We know about Carl McNichols. We know about the young lineman, Armando Resendez. But there's some other people on this offense and defensive side of the ball that sparks it up for the Bobcats. Who are some of that? Yeah, um, it really starts with our O-line, D-line. Yeah, Armando's our senior leader, but we also have Kevin Pacheco. He's another senior. Uh, Javier De La Luz, he's another senior. Senior. He's our center. Nicholas Aguino, we call him Papa Nick. He's a, he's a big boy. And then Sam Torabio, as well as some other guys that sprinkle in there. But it really starts with our O-line and D-line. What do you know about your opponents, North Lawndale Phoenix? They're talented. They're skilled. They're athletic. We got to contain them and, and make sure that we don't give up big plays. Offensively, we just got to play our game and, and run the football. All right. Well, Coach, good luck today, and we look to talk to you at halftime. All right. Thanks, Spoon. High School Holla. Joined now with the head coach of the Phoenix, Alonzo Zoe Harris. Coach, you guys are coming in here with a big momentum win. How do you feel since we last talked to you about the team's performance this summer? Oh, man, I'm really I'm really excited. The team's coming along. They have practice every day, and that's all we can ask for. So, you know, right now, they, they really popping on all cylinders, and we're real consistent, and that's the main thing that I want to stay, consistent. Well, Coach, big win last week. What are you going to do to take that momentum and carry it over this week? We need an instant replay. This team here is 4-1, and one, all right? So they're they riding high. We need to go ahead and take them, and they scheduled us for their homecoming, so I think that was a bad idea. <laughs> I love it. Now, Coach, talk to me about some of these young Phoenix that we should keep our eye on today. We got 31 freshmen and sophomores. Man, so that means a growing team. We got a lot of good things coming. Uh, this summer is going to be real big for us, but we're not focused on that. We're focused on this conference right now. Before I let you go, I know you guys joined the team. Who's going to be key in a win today? All right, take a look off of number three and number one. They both seniors. Our quarterback Marquise Erskins and uh, Ladarius Tolliver. Well, good luck, coach, and we'll talk to you at the half. All right, thank you. High school holla. Let's go, 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 go. Well, you just heard from both coaches, and like Mr. Announcer said, let's go to the game. 
The game will start off with North Lawndale Phoenix winning the coin toss and elected to defer until the second half, kicking off to the back of the yard Bobcats. The Bobcats senior Carl McNichols would have a strong kickoff return to the Bobcat 35 yard line. On their first possession of the game, the Bobcats would drive from their own 35 to their 45-yard line before being forced to punt on a 4th and 14 to the North Lawndale Phoenix. North Lawndale would take their first possession from their own 27-yard line and add a 5-yard penalty, they would be pushed back to their own 22-yard line. The Phoenix would gain that yardage back off of a long 35-yard pass from senior quarterback Marquise Erskins to freshman wide receiver Tyquan Sanders into Bobcat territory. The Phoenix were unable to rise from there as they would suffer a fumble on the very next play by senior running back Ray John Jones, recovered by Bobcats junior linebacker Brandon Crittenden. The Bobcats would take possession on their own 40-yard line. The Bobcats would be pushed back from a tough Phoenix defense and some penalties. They once again would be forced to punt on a long 4th and 15. North Lawndale would take their second possession of the first quarter, and from their own 30-yard line, they would connect on another pass play, this time from senior Marquise Erskins to classmate senior running back Ray John Jones, looking to gain more yardage in Bobcat territory, would fumble once again, which would be recovered by the back-of-the-yard Bobcats on their own 43-yard line. The Bobcats defense will once again give the ball back over to the offense and with seconds left in the first quarter, which would end in a missed pass wide open from sophomore quarterback Emilio Rivera to junior wide receiver Keyshawn Brown on a ball that was just slightly underthrown. We would end the first quarter with a scoreless tie heading into the second quarter of play. The second quarter would start with the Bobcats looking to move the ball downfield when senior quarterback Emilio Rivera connects with junior wide receiver Keyshawn Brown for 11 yards. That would result in a Bobcat fumble recovered by North Lawndale senior Jalen Thorpe who would scoop up the fumble and take it to the house 68 yards for Phoenix and the the game's first score. The two-point conversion was no good. With 45 seconds into the second quarter, the North Lawndale Phoenix led the back-of-the-yard Bobcats 6-zip with 11-14 left in the first half of play. The Bobcats would get their second possession of the second quarter from their own 30-yard line. Senior Carl McNichols would bust out a 25-yard run to give the Bobcats some momentum and a new set of downs in Phoenix territory. The next play would bring another bit of bad luck for the Bobcats as they would turn the ball over once again. This one on an interception by Phoenix freshman Robert Woods who would run the ball all the way into Bobcat territory down to the 20-yard line. The North Lawndale Phoenix would have the ball for the first possession of the second quarter and a few plays later, Phoenix senior Ladarius Tolliver would walk into the end zone for a one-yard score with 6.16 left to play before halftime. Two-point conversion failed for North Lawndale Phoenix, but they would increase their lead 12 to zip over the back of the yard Bobcats. The Bobcats would struggle on offense most of the second quarter until junior Keyshawn Brown gave the Bobcats a boost on defense with a big interception. The Bobcats would push the ball on the legs of senior Carl McNichols for 15 yards and junior Horace Murph for 25 yards into the red zone with the ball on the Phoenix 12-yard line. In the final 47.8 seconds for halftime, the Bobcats try to score and the Phoenix will once again come up with a strong defense by sophomore DB Canaris Wilburn. The first half of play would end with the North Lawndale Phoenix leading the back of the yard Bobcats 12 to zip. We talked with both coaches at halftime regarding their thoughts of the first half of this ball game. Exclusive hot new high school holla. Here it comes. The halftime of our H2S2 game of the week 
where the North Lindell Phoenix lead the back of the yard Bobcats 12 to zip. I'm joined now with the head coach of North Lindell, Alonzo Harris and Coach Harris. Four turnovers in the first half, big time. Definitely got to go work on ball control, and the crazy part about it is a senior, man. So we got a lot of work to do when we get back home, but we're going to focus while we're here. Your defense came out tough and hard. Where do you go in at halftime and tell your team to come out in the second half? Well, we got to keep the wheels rolling. We, we're doing pretty good. It's just the little key mistakes that we got to key in on, and we should be very successful in the second half. Talk about that last play of the half where your quarterback rolled out and was going deep and just felt a little short. I told him, man, you got to throw the ball deep when that clock is in that type of situation, man, because that's we trying to go to the half. You get what I'm saying? And it's just a lot of football knowledge that we got to keep, you know, teaching and instilling. We're on the road. We're on our way. Good luck to you in the second half, and thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. Always a pleasure, Steve. High School Holla. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Bobcats, Seamus Murphy. Tough first half for you. Yeah, well, uh, we're shooting ourselves in the foot offensively. You know, we're getting some drives going, and then uh, a turnover or a missed assignment. We're not finishing drives and putting points on the board. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Four big turnovers, one that turned in the points, and the other one gave them good field position. Where did you go in and tell your team at the half to correct those mistakes? We got to play our game. We're stooping down a little bit. We got to play our game, come out in the second half, and uh, get things going. Going again. By the side of things, your defense is playing lights out. They're getting to the ball carriers. Yeah, defense is playing good. They got to keep swarming. We just got to clean some things up offensively and maybe special teams get a big play here. All right, good luck in the second half. Talk to you out. Thanks, Spoon. High School Holla. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll bring you the recap of the second half of our H2S2 Game of the Week between the North Lindale Phoenix and the Back of the Yard Bobcats. Coming up next on the H2S2 Show. My name is Armando Resendez. I'm a senior at Back of the Yard College Prep, defensive lineman, uh, 2019. High School Holla. Honey, isn't it amazing? What? The sacrifice, the dedication, the grit. I mean, they really set an example, don't they? Oh, well, no question. Today's high school athletes are truly special. Not the athletes. Woohoo. The officials. Oh. Today's student athletes are truly special. But there's something pretty great about the men and women who officiate their games, too. Like the way they're giving back to their communities. Officiating is a terrific way to stay in shape, meet new people, and stay connected to the game you love. But the biggest reason of all? We need more qualified high school officials here in Illinois. And without them, the rest of us would have a whole lot less to cheer about. High school games need officials. High school sports need you. Great call, Ralph. Yeah. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. My name is Carl McNichols. I'm a senior at Backyards High School. Welcome back to the High School Holler Sports Show and our recap of the H2S2 High School Football Game of the Week. We start the second half with the North Lawndale Phoenix holding a 12-zip lead over the back-of-the-yard Bobcats. The third quarter would start with the North Lawndale Phoenix receiving the ball first, starting from their own 20-yard line. The first play of the third quarter would see the Bobcat defense start to scratch their way back into the ball game as junior linebacker Brandon Crittenden would intercept the Phoenix quarterback and return the ball down to the North Lawndale 18-yard line. The Bobcats would make good on this turnover by the Phoenix as the Bobcats would allow their junior running back, Horace Murph, to run the ball down within inches of the goal line. From there, the Bobcats would trust their young signal caller, sophomore QB Emilio Rivera, diving in for the Bobcats' first score and incomplete pass on a two-point attempt, making the North Lindale Phoenix lead over the back-of-the-yard Bobcats 12-6 with 8:04 remaining in the third quarter. North Lindale Phoenix would receive their next possession on their own 24-yard line. Moving the ball with some short gains, the Phoenix would be forced to punt on a fourth and three to the back of the yard Bobcats. The Bobcats would look to their senior, Carl McNichols, to continue to spark this Bobcat team, and the senior would deliver on a 55-yard touchdown run. A fumble on a two-point conversion attempt is no good. Family, we had ourselves a 12-12 tie with 4-13 left in the third quarter. 
The North Londale Phoenix would have another four and out before the end of the quarter, punting the ball over to the Bobcats to have their first possession of the fourth quarter. The Bobcats would have the ball on the North Londale 39-yard line to start the fourth quarter. And a few plays later, with second and one on the Phoenix 30-yard line, the Bobcats in the first 10 seconds of the fourth quarter placed the ball in the hand of junior Horace Murph who would strike again this time on a 30-yard touchdown run. Unable to convert another two-point attempt, the the back-of-the-yard Bobcats would take an 18-12 lead with 11.50 to go in the fourth quarter. The North Lawndale Phoenix, in a crucial moment of the game, was forced to use their final timeout of the ball game with 11.40 left to play, starting the ball on their own 45-yard line. The Phoenix would rise in a moment with a 29-yard connection between seniors, quarterback Marquise Erskins, and wide receiver Jalen Thorpe, who showed off his basketball skills for a grab in Bobcat territory. The Phoenix, with the ball on the Bobcat 27-yard line, will let the two seniors run it back, this time for a 27-yard touchdown pass. North Lawndale's Jalen Thorpe's second score of the game. The Phoenix would convert for two points and take a 20-18 lead back over the Bobcats with 8.40 left to play in the ballgame. The Bobcats would look to answer the Phoenix score starting with the ball on their own 30-yard line. A few plays later, moving the ball down the field, and once again, the junior Horace Murph would take it from there, breaking out for 20 yards. That would be followed by a 13-yard run by senior Carl McNichols to place the ball into Phoenix territory. That's when Coach Murphy and the Bobcats would catch the Phoenix off guard with a reverse run play, placing the ball in the hands of junior Keyshawn Brown, who placed the ball into the end zone on a 41-yard touchdown run. Another failed two-point attempt. The Bobcats took back the lead 24-20 over the North Lawndale Phoenix with 547 left to play in the ball game. The Phoenix would look for their seniors to rise once again with the ball on their own 30-yard line. This time, the senior classmates of Marquise Erskins and Ladarius Tolliver would bring fire to the hopes of the North Lawndale connected on a 22-yard pass into Bobcat territory on the back of the yard's 40-yard line. A couple of costly penalties would push the Phoenix back to their own 43-yard line and facing a tough 4th and 15 with minutes left in the game. A long pass from Marquise Erskins to Jalen Thorpe was almost caught but broken up giving the ball over to the back of the yards Bobcats with 349 left in the game. No timeouts left for North Lawndale. The Bobcats would run the game clock down to triple zero. The back of the yard Bobcats would win homecoming with a 24-20 victory over the North Lawndale Phoenix. Here's our post-game interviews with both coaches and our shining stars of the game, each with a touchdown in this come-from-behind homecoming victory for the back-of-the-yard Bobcats, senior Carl McNichols, along with juniors Horace Murph and Keyshawn Brown. Exclusive new high school holla. The end of our H2S2 game of the week where the North Lawndale Phoenix fell short. Back of the yards, college prep Bobcats. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Phoenix, Alonzo Zoe Harris. Tough game. It came down to the wire. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Got to get the guys to keep their heads up. You know, when, when things go hard, they got to respond, and they didn't today. Talk about the second half. The bad field position to start, but you guys kept battling them back. And talk about the combination between number three and number five to get you guys back in this ball game. Oh, yeah. They definitely missed one at the end, man. Another one that they had, they dropped. But, you know, those guys got good chemistry. They're both seniors. They've been together for a long time. They both play basketball together. So they just got to understand that, man, when things get rough, keep 
trucking. Keep trucking. Don't don't ever bow your head. Coach, what do you take away from this game? Uh, we take away that we let let some guys off the hook, man. We definitely had a opportunity to dominate, and uh, we left it there. You get what I mean? If, if the guys would have responded and knew exactly how to control and not have so many turnovers, I think we would have been successful. What do you go and tell your team after this to get them ready for next week? Hey, we got to just keep it trucking, man. You know, it's a long season. Anything can happen. That team 5-1 and one now, but if a couple teams in the, in the division beat them, we're still right there in the hunt. Good luck, Coach, the rest of the way. All right, thank you. Thank you, Steve. High School Holla. H2S2 Game of the Week where the back of the yards Bobcat has just won their homecoming game against the North Lawndale Phoenix 24-20. We're joined now with Coach Seamus Murphy and our shining stars of the game. Let's start with Coach Murphy. Big game came down in the second half. Yeah, first half we came out very, very sloppy. I think we underestimated our opponent a little bit. I, I talked to him at halftime. We got things switched around and second half we were ready to go. That was Bobcat football in the second half. Coach, when you talk about a homecoming game such as this, a lot of distractions throughout the week leading into this week. How did you keep you guys focused? Well, to be honest, we didn't have a very good week of practice. Uh, I would say out of the whole season, it was one of our worst weeks, and that showed in the first half. But again, it shows their fight and their resiliency in the second half, and we came out. After a big win like this, what do you do to get these guys refocused and motivated to go next week? Yeah, normally we have a 24-hour rule, but we're going to give them a 48-hour rule. They can enjoy this for 48 hours. Because of homecoming, uh, right? Well, homecoming, they got the dance tomorrow, which they're going to be smart at and be good gentlemen. But we don't have a game until next Saturday, so we got a little break here. So I'm giving them 48 hours. Coach, I know how you like to do it. After this big win, there's always something that you see that to improve on. What will you go and work on next week? Starting out, we got to start out better, and we can't underestimate anybody. Our biggest opponent right now is ourselves. And as long as we're playing our full potential, we'll be good. My name is Keisha. I'm Brown. This is my junior year. My name is Horace Lee Murph IV, and this is my junior year. I'm Carl McNichols. This is my senior year. Talk about the play of these three young men. Yeah, I mean, these guys are our heartbeat. They make things go for us on offense and defense from a skilled position standpoint. And uh, number three, Carl, senior leadership has been very key. Very key. Well, let's talk to our shining stars of the game. Keyshawn, man, big return off a of reverse for a touchdown. How did that feel? That feel good, man. I knew they was going to come out, and they was going to go for the fate, and I just ran right through. With homecoming and all, was you hyped for this one? Yeah, it was hype. We came out in the second half hype because we, we, we didn't come out as good as we should in the first half, but we got that hype, got that talk, and we um, came out and we dominated. Hey, Horace, you came into this ball game, man, and you broke it out in the second half. You had two big touchdown runs. Yeah, yeah, I felt good about it because I knew that my team had me and I just had to pick myself up too. So, yeah. When we talk about senior leadership, we're going to talk to a young man that we've talked to this summer, Carl McNichols. Carl, you told us in the summer you were excited to come back and play this year after what happened last year with injuries and all, and you showed on the field today. Uh, this year, it was all about redemption. Redemption, redemption, redemption. And I just wanted to show, I wanted to come back and show everybody that I'm the top dog. That's all I wanted to do. When we talk about Bobcat football, we talk about how this game was exciting. What was the week like for you? We talked to Coach Murphy about what it was in preparation, but what was it like for you? We had a little sloppy practice, people missing or people going late or stuff, but we had these distractions every week, dress downs and all that. I felt like my mindset, but I, I just wanted to go and kill. I just had a killer mindset the whole game, whole week. I was all set. Well, with the big game behind you, Coach gave you 48-hour rule. You guys got some time off. How do you refocus and regroup and get these Bobcats ready for the next game? For one, we're going to party. We're going to enjoy ourselves at homecoming, and after that, no more talking. We're just going to get ready for Steinmetz. Keyshawn, I'm want to give you an opportunity homecoming a big game like this what do you want to tell the Bobcats fans who packed out the stands today hey man we came out and we did what we were supposed to do and we look forward to the rest of our games we making the state playoffs I just love this school <laughs> that's all I want what to do see. you want to tell the Bobcat fans out here who showed up for homecoming like I said this summer we back and we better we go just keep getting better each year each year each game congratulations Carl thank you break that home break that break that Bobcats high school holla we want to thank both coaches and all of our shining stars for joining us in our post game. Both teams will be back in action next Saturday, October the 6th, right before your boy's birthday. In conference play, the back of the yard Bobcats will travel to Stymets to take on the Silver Streak at 12 noon for the Chicago Public League Prairie State Conference face-off. Stymets, by the way, will be opening their new stadium this weekend for their homecoming celebration. The North Lawndale Phoenix take on the CVS Chicago Vocational Cavaliers who will be celebrating their homecoming next week. Now, I don't know, but what I've seen from the North Lawndale Phoenix, some schools may want to choose another homecoming team because they're more like homecoming spoilers. They don't make good guests for homecoming. 
That game will be played at Gately Stadium. Kickoff is at 6 p.m. That's out of the Chicago Public League Heartland Conference. We always want to remind you to go to the Urban Fieldhouse Media website, www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com for results of all the late games and scores taking place today in high school football, boys soccer, and girls volleyball, especially boys soccer. As the city playoffs are taking place today, we always like to encourage you to go out and support your local Chicago public school, giving our student athletes an opportunity to compete rather than hanging in the street. So we wanna continue to show them love. Coming up, we introduce you to head football coach Enoch Smith and two of his shining stars from the Diet Eagles in this week's edition of the Coach's Chatter next on the H2S2 Show. I'm Coach Enoch Smith, coach of the Diet Eagle, and it is time for the Coach's Chatter on H2S2 Show. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Illinois, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question, so where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer, high school sports. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Hi, this is Robin Henderson, defensive end of Diet High School, and you are tuned in to the High School Holler Sports Show. Welcome back to the High School Holler Sports Show. Time now for another edition of Coaches Chatter, where we talk with Chicago area coaches about their experience inside and outside of the sports that they coach we also give you our listeners another perspective of chicago high school athletics and how you might further be able to support area athletic programs along with the men and women that coach them coaches chatter is being brought to you by robin patrice a trend-setting and one-of-a-kind online store offering first-rate products and exceptional customer service to shoppers from the comfort of their own home. To find out more about their products and accessories, check them out at their website, robinpatrice.com, R-O-B-B-I-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-E.com, where homemade is the new black and the official sponsors of this Coach's Chatter segment. Joining us this week in the coach's seat, we have the head football coach of the Diet Eagles, Enoch Smith, as our special guest on the coach's chatter. Welcome to the H2S2 show, coach. Thanks. I appreciate you having me today. It's an honor. I have some of my guys right here. We're looking forward to having a great time. Coach Smith, we always like to start off by asking our guests to share some of their high school experience. Let's start off by telling us, where did you go to high school? Well, I started off in Bolingbrook High School. My mom got a little sick, so I came back to the city of Chicago, went to Wendell Phillips, had a ball there, was under Coach A.L.T. Bonner. He went on to glory for right now. You know, he went to our Lord and our Savior, but I had a great time. Senior year, I had approximately 1,863 yards, rushed for about 20 touchdown, play full back and middle linebacker, so it was Enoch Smith up to the middle, to the right, tackle, sack, I was pretty much the man. Well, Coach, you'd already answered the second question, your best school moment, and you just ran them off for us. I love it. Coach, who were some of your coaching influences that led you to want to become a football coach? Well, first and foremost, I was able to have to be my wife. You know, after I left for professional football, she always knew that I had that inch, that desire. Because my son, you know, my son, he was eight years old when he followed me throughout, you know, college, things of that nature, so it was definitely my wife and like I said LT Bonner he was a huge inspiration for me and Wendell Phillips to just see how he always gravitated to the players and they gravitated to him he was a huge inspiration in me becoming who I am today. Well coach you mentioned it and I want to give our younger listeners who are student athletes looking to make that transition how was it for you from high school to 
college? Oh, man, it was a wake-up call because Wendell Phillips CPS really doesn't prepare you for college. So when I got there, I thought I was a cream of the crop. I didn't realize it was like two or three, anywhere from 10 of me, and I had to really take my game to the next level. So going into college, you have to be in shape. You have to be in shape mentally, physically, spiritually. It's a huge jump. So if you're not ready, you're going to be right back where you started off at. And what was the process like for you in choosing the college? Well, it was huge because when I first chose the college, I had offered to University of Illinois. I was going there, but then I opted to stay home because I was a father. Of course, my father was on drugs. My mom was spiritual. I had to take a step back to take a leap forward. And it took me three years before I actually went back. And then I was a walk-on in Highland Community College. So it was truly a step back. And the recruiting process kicked in gear from there. I, my freshman year, I had approximately 18 sacks as outside linebacker. And then the following year, I had 22. So, you know, I had a plethora of opportunities, but, you know, the coaches told me to send my family home. And with sending my family home, that's not an option. I grew up in Ida B. Wells, and I'm not sending my family back to where I grew up at, where I prospered. So I'll take the step back in order to take the leap forward, which Missouri State University, which was known as Southwest Missouri State back then, a one AA school. But, hey, God get the glory because I got everything that I wanted out of the university, and I still had an opportunity to play professional football. And as a professional athlete, Coach, what is it like to come back and share some of the knowledge, the experiences that you had with the young men that you're coaching today? That's what it's all about. I mean, paying it forward. It's all about paying it forward, giving it to the next generation that really don't see that the end of the road because they just see it for now and they don't understand that football could take them way beyond their possible imagination. So, you know, just taking them step by step. I actually own an organization that's pretty much wrapped around sports performance and helping student athletes see the bigger side because sports has the power to transform lives. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that organization. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, Starts Up Front is where we have the sports performance we're recognizing the big boys because everyone has seven on seven. You know, the skill guys have seven on seven year round and no one really spend time with the big boys. So giving the big boys an identity so they can know, you know, that we're recognized and just creating football camps throughout the course of the year, training them individually, also giving them the mindset and the skill set, violent hands, footwork, all of that plays all in part to get you recognized the bigger league. And if you really want to play at a higher level, it starts up front with the training when during the offseason, not during the season. And we're going to share with our listeners some more information, the opportunity to learn how to send their kids to be better athletes than hanging in the streets. Make sure that our listeners get that information, Coach. Absolutely. And my goal is I'm a I'm actually a founder of another organization called Knowing Your Worth because a lot of student athletes don't know their worth. They're a brand when they're on the campus. Your, your last name, it carries a lot of weight and your jersey's being sold. So you need to know your worth while you're out there because if you don't know the financial literacy of things, you'll end up falling to the wayside. So my goal as a man of God, man of faith, associate minister is to prepare them. It starts up front with the man upstairs and know your worth while you have that opportunity while your name is hot. Coach, I love it. Let's talk a little bit about the football. How long have you been the coach here at Diet? Well, approximately two months now. I mean, when it was a long process. When I say a long process, with everything that's going on behind the doors of CPS, started off in June. You know, I was made known that I would potentially be the head coach here. Players were excited, but it took me approximately six weeks to actually become the head football coach, even coming from, you know, a charter school, having a background check and all that. But everything that's going on with CPS was extremely hard getting on board here as the head football coach of Diet and let's talk about some of the things, Coach. If you don't mind, in the middle of the football season, share a bit of your football philosophy without giving up too much of the secrets and the game plan to your opponents that's upcoming. Yeah, I'll just keep it faith, family, and focus. That's the main main thing, giving all the players opportunity because without faith, nothing is possible. It's impossible to please God without faith, and faith is a substance thing hope for, evidence of things not seen. So that's the focus point in just being a family because building a family and a structure and understanding that we're all brothers. Even me as a coach, I'm the head coach of the team, but I'm like a father figure. So giving them the understanding that I'm here for them and getting them to trust me because most time coaches come in with their own mentality. It's all about me. It's not about me. It's all about my players and helping them get to the next level. I'm just a person that has the head coaching role, but some of the players are really the head coaches once they get the philosophy truly down in pat. And that's so true, especially on the field, right, Coach? Absolutely, because when you game plan, you can only call the plays. They have to execute them. And when players have that it factor, and you know when a player has that it, it factor, they have that itch that desire. They just go out and complete everything that you put out there. And we're getting it. We're growing as a team. We're taking baby steps. It's like a baby. We're standing up and then we'll start walking, jogging, and then we'll start running. So we're building something strong here in the near future. And when you think about coaching, especially at this level, it's not easy in the city of Chicago, in the public league, with so many obstacles to overcome. What are some of the challenges you've been met with as a high school football coach? Consistency. 
Most players, they want to play football, but they don't want to be consistent when it comes to playing this game. When I first got here, we had seven players. Seven players to start off, then the next day we had three. So me just being consistent, showing them no matter what. I've been a CPS, I know. I had the ins and outs. I had 18, 19 players on my team, but we weren't consistent. So just getting them to understand that we're building a program, a whole program, not just something just, you know, as a recreational or extracurricular activity. We're trying to build a nucleus similar to what Phillips did. It took step-by-step process, and that's what I'm all about, trying to build these young men up so they can see themselves bigger and better each and every year. And what are some of the ways that you combat that and get the consistency that you're looking for? Well, first and foremost, it starts with the community. I had a parent meeting early on in the year, you know, to get them engaged and understand that I'm here for their, their sons, daughters, and, you know, because some girls come out for football as well. We don't want it's not a gender thing, Title IX, and we want to give everyone an opportunity. But just building from, you know, parental perspectives, the parents are part of the community. And once you get the parents, the players, and everyone involved, we can get the alumni back here, and we can get everyone to support and build up an entire program and just have something special here on the south side of Chicago. Well, Coach Smith, with some challenges, come some rewards. What are some of the rewards that you've experienced as a head football coach? Well, when you look at it, we're three and two in the conference right now, but you know, the record doesn't really speak for where we're really at because we lost to two teams right now by a total of six points. And just to be here for two months as a head coach, I just see the growth. I see some growth like Robert. I see Brayshon. He's a smaller guy right now, but he'll block you based on the technique that he's learning. You know, that's rewarding. Just seeing that you come in and see some of the young guys, you know, they weren't coached up. And just to see the growth step by step and all the rewards of just even winning one game. Winning three games within coming to the program in two months, that's huge. And we should actually be 5-0, and but we're not going to $2 horn or anything like that. We're going to give God the glory for the three wins and the two losses. Tell us as a head coach of football program, I like hearing about the camaraderie with coaches. Start by telling us how you went about picking your coaching staff here at Diet. Well, it's easy. I am the coach. I'm the only coach because the background checks of what I put a lot of coaches through, it's taking them forever to get on board. We're in week five, going on week six. My coaches haven't passed the background check yet. So it's so strenuous to get coaches in to be where we're at. It's just one coach but we're all a team. So it's one band, one sound. So whenever we work, I work with each and every different group. That's where the sports performance organization comes in because I'm able to do a ton of things at one time which, you know, is benefiting the players. And not only that, you also have some young men that you can rely on as field coaches. Absolutely, and that's what I'm trying to get them to understand. Like, if I teach them the concept, technique, the fundamentals, I can be the middleman just watching each group work. But that's what they have to understand. Like, when I'm not looking at you, you still got to work. Even at home, you still got to work because you're a student-athlete. You got to be a student-athlete in school and a student-athlete of the game. For our listeners, Coach Smith, who simply don't know about the coaching fraternity or who may think many of the coaches are just out here to beat one another... Talk about the Chicago Public League fraternity of coaches and how you all are pretty much dealing with similar things both on and off the field. Yeah, the coaches, like, we just played Crane over this past weekend and after the game. He's one of my former players. You know, he's a student that was under me when I was at Collins on the west side. You know, the whole entire coaching staff that was at Collins is pretty much at Crane now. And, you know, we battled, but it's a brotherhood. True brotherhood is a fraternity of gentlemen that really love these younger men that's trying to get them pointing in the right direction. It's not about us. A lot of coaches, are, you know, they're they're learning as they go, but those veteran coaches really need to come back to pour into the next generation of leaders because they really need it in today's society. So CPS, you know, it's, it's ups and downs, ins and outs when it comes down to it, but the coaches really, really put their best foot forward in order for these young men to get the best out of the opportunities that they have and overall goal is to get them a scholarship. Is it tough coaching in Chicago, a city that sometimes is negatively stereotyped for its violence, which at sometimes can overshadow the talent that we have on these football teams? Absolutely. You know, some of the younger players, they kind of let the streets come first. I mean, some of them are engaged in street life and the activities that come along with the street, but my goal is to try to keep them in the building with me as long as I possibly can, not just football, all year round play sports. And if they're in the building more and, and we gravitate to, you know, the adults that's in the building, it keeps them out of the street, especially between the hours of four and seven o'clock, because that's where most violent takes place. My goal is to get them to understand that you're worth more than what you see. And coach, how do you relate with your players on how to deal with the senseless violence that they may see around the city? Well, I've been there, done that. Growing up in Ida B. Wells, I've lost so many friends. I tell the story. I mean, it's all about telling the story and keeping it real. Players want to know you're real. They want to trust and believe what you're saying. And that's all I've been doing. I've been showing them the layout and I don't lie to them. I mean, if I'm frustrated, I let them know. If something's not working right, I let them know. But when things are working right, you let them know. So just building a trust and environment that's infectious, that bring a plethora of other players from other programs that just build something special here. It's all about them. It's not about me. So the more they become a family, the better off we'll be. 
We are with the head football coach of the Diet Eagles, Enoch Smith, our special guest on the Coach's Chatter. Let's talk a moment about Diet Eagle football. Been a long time for the Diet Eagles, Coach. What was it like forming this football program? Woo! <laughs> oh, so all I can say is woo because when I walked in the door, it was tough. I mean, when you come from a sports performance organization where you see players are dedicated, committed, and they're paying for the workout, then you're coming to the program where players are looking at you like, man, I'm not. I want to play football, but I'm not sure. And you know, just piecing it week by week, numbers start building. And they start telling them about the technique that they're learning. So other players are like, what? You have a coach that's really doing this? And they start realizing that you know it's not about me; it's all about them. So each week, some of the players will go out and speak to the buddies that they know because I didn't know any of the players. I mean, I didn't know any of the guys that was here, but start telling them, it's up to you all. You really say that you won the football. We're in the group, me, chat. So, you know, I was able to speak to them as, as a team to get them to understand that if you really want to build it, it'll come. But it comes from within you because I'm an outsider looking in right now. You know, time allowed itself and we have over 29 players on the team at this point. So we give God the glory. Coach, I always love to hear when the coach first meets their team. <laughs> Tell me about that experience when you first met those few players. Well, first and foremost, when we first met them, we were in the gym. So I gave them a starts up front football academy workout. And you should have just saw how they were looking at me. They were about, it was a couple of them that were throwing up. With, and we didn't even do an hour workout. They were done in about 15 minutes. And that's why I was telling like, I work out with NFL players. I work out with college players that come home. And they see this. I mean, I brought some of the players here so they could see them outside doing some of the same workouts that they saw. And they realized, like, man, I thought I had it. I thought I understood football. And then they really saw some of the guys that came out behind them and the workout that I put them through like um, next day that number seven went down to number three so you know just pushing and just staying consistent with them they kind of understand that you know I'm not going anywhere this team has saw three coaches in one year I'm the third coach and you know I love the number three and I love the number three but when they see three coaches they really don't trust that person to be there for the long haul but I work inside the school unlike the other coaches they would just come in and you know just be here for football I'm more so from a holistic standpoint of building them up as young men, letting them see the brighter future. How is it with your squad in the Chicago Public League Intra City One Conference? The team seems to be making some noise. You already said it, three and two. Oh, absolutely. Like I already stated, we've lost two games by six points, and both of those games we were leading. So if you look at it from an inner city perspective, we're we're getting respect. And Crane had given up any points all year, and we started off the game being up fourteen to zero. And you know they they start looking around like, man, are we really what we think we are? But they had to realize that you know we weren't. Back test so the second half spoke spoke volumes but in due time I mean in due time they'll they'll learn to trust and believe in one another and not revert back to what they're accustomed to do listening to what they've been taught and you know we'll we'll get there three and two is a good record but we could be better hold tight after this quick break we come back with more from head coach of the diet eagles Enoch Smith our special guest on the coaches chatter on the h2s2 show the Lord. Need life? Get Life at Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suite located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests. Because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church, Homewood Suites, Orland Park, Illinois. Hi, my name is Brayson Gilbert, and I play right guard for Walter H. Diet High School, and you are tuned in to the High School Hollow Sports Show. High School Hollow. Here it comes. We are with the head football coach of the Diet Eagles, Enoch Smith, our special guest on the Coach's Chatter. Coach, who are some of the talent on this Diet Eagle team that has been key for the Eagles this season? Yeah, right here. We've got the guys there already <laughs> flexing in the background. Robert Anderson, we got Bration over here. One of the, he's a smaller guy, but Bration comes off the ball and he uses his leverage. Robert's a bigger player. He's approximately six foot, about 245 pounds, and play defensive end. He can move all around the line. They're together. They're, they're like the glue of the line. They know the players and they pretty much are teaching 
speeches on the field. So these guys are special to me, and they're they're definitely showing their leadership quality. Well, I want to talk to them about this Diet Eagle squad making some noise out here. Introduce yourselves. My name is Robert Henderson. I'm the DM and the right tackle of the Diet Eagles. I'm a junior. I'm Brayson Gilbert. I am a right guard, and I'm also a D-tackle, and sometimes I play linebacker. You guys are multi-talented, so I want to know what, why we got Coach here. I'm going to help y'all out a little bit. Which position do you like the best? Well, I like defensive end because I eat everybody up in the backfield. <laughs> like, they hate running to my side. They always reverse it the other way when they see me coming in the backfield, so. Right, like a beast. You're a beast out there. Yeah. What's your nickname? I ain't got one. Oh, hold on, hold on. You're not... Oh, you think you can live? I, mean, I could be. Everybody's just no number 51. That's what everybody know. All right. What about you? Well, I like being a right guard because, like he said, when I play D-tackle, he liked to take all the tackles. He a little greedy being on defense, so I got to be good on right guard. I haven't gave up no sack, no none of that. You will not hit my quarterback, my running back. You will never do it. Nah, not while I'm here. So, yeah, I like playing right guard because, like, you can't get past I asked him about his nickname. What about you? What's your nickname? Well, Coach called me IQ because I'm so smart. Like, I know no all the plays and I, I stay doing the techniques he teaches. I remember every technique he and I taught me. Can't nobody get past the technique. You could be bigger than me, but you won't get past the technique. That's all I need. Partner over here was holding out, mumbling a nickname for him. Does the team call him? We call him Big Rob because he the best lineman, but I'm the only one who can really step up and give him that work that I push him. <laughs> I push him to be the best. Like, I push him. He's just a little bit better than me because he taught me the game, but if I was his side, it wouldn't be no competition. I would be the best. I technically, I am the best, but <laughs> <laughs> I'ma just support him. I support a lot of people on my team. A lot of people on my team, like Big Rob, our quarterback Elijah Brown, our running back Andre, and a bunch of others can definitely make it pro. Can definitely I see them making it pro. And I love that confidence. Let me talk to you for a minute, Big Rob. I asked Coach about the meeting with the team. Tell me about the team meeting with the coach. So the first day we met Coach, we was like very brand new with it. We was like okay with it, but at the same time we like we don't really care about it no more because it didn't happen too many times so we seen the new coach so we like okay it's a new coach so what so we just really wanted to see what he was all about and to see if we was gonna really work with him but as the days got better like we we've been working progressively and we got better and iq tell me about how you felt about the first meeting with coach well you see coach he came in so i just want to see where y'all at we did the workout it was it was more than he wanted to see where we was at he wanted to work us to see where we was really really at and then he made like the fastest person on our team throw up so i was like oh he really with it so i had to come with it like i ain't gonna lie i missed the second day but other Ever since I haven't missed a day of practice See I missed the second day Because I couldn't really move After the first day of practice <laughs> So I had to come back I had to come back A little stronger Like show coach I ain't no chump I had to recuperate I had to come back And show him Like I ain't no chump I'm small But I got a lot of heart And I'm glad we met coach By far best coach I ever had IQ I wanted you And Big Rob To give me an opportunity To let you guys Tell our listeners If they don't come out And watch Dyer What they miss Ooh, They missing Bunch of hits I'm telling you Well we hit squad We don't play no game Our defense We bring the thump like coach say we bring the thump we, we take after him and actually my number is 52 me and him is like diet storm because i am the fastest line so i'm the lightning he the thunder like we bring it coach used to wear 52 so you know i, yeah, I you gotta represent you gotta represent with that 52 on your represent chest. i represent don't let nobody through yes and, and guess who else wear 52 clay matthews khalil mack ray lewis coach you've taught him well i see big rob what do you want to tell the listeners on coming and supporting this football program um, for the people who come to support us, I want to thank y'all a lot. We really put a lot of work up into this game, help ourselves like stay out of trouble, stay on top of our game, and get our life better. So I want to thank y'all. And for the people who like missing on us, like y'all really missing out on some good stuff. Because even though we not the best, best, we still up there. We working out there. We here. You're three and two. That's a pretty good record. How do you feel? You guys see the future of Diet Football? Well, I see the future. Like this three and two record, it's it's high. I like. I'm not okay with because you know I don't like. Losing like that But for this to be Our first year of varsity It's a good start But further going on I see us winning Like more games And winning like Even more championships And stuff What about you IQ? I feel like You know Them last two games We actually could have won It was more of like Mentality It was never really Like as physical as we were But the future All I see The next four games Of this season Diet will come out victorious People really thought We wasn't going to come out And do anything on varsity First year of varsity No seniors Just juniors We have five juniors On our team We came out Three and two 
too To me I think that's pretty good But we could've did better Knowing us We could've did better So next year We going all the way We gonna go as far as we can go with this And as the upperclassmen As the leaders of this team How did you embrace The younger players on the, on the squad? Just encourage them Like coach taught us We don't put nobody down We all a family And it's freshmen On our team starting on varsity That's how good of a coach he is We have freshmen Starting on varsity Making big plays That's how good of a coach he is Big Rob Being the big guy On this squad I'm sure you had to take on Some of the challenges On making sure The younger guys As coach said Are consistent Yeah like It's a couple of them Who like Think they can put a challenge Out there with me It's like And it's like Every new person Who come join our team They always target me Like they always come to me Talk to Rob I'm on you I'm like okay then that's how we get to practice I'll knock them on their butt And then they learn To learn their technique Before they come holler at me Rob That's a compliment to you You know If they, they feel like If I can take on Big Rob and IQ I might have a, a shot at I thank them for that But like I encourage them To get better And I, I like the fact That they want to challenge me And be better than me So I like that Now I get it coach You got a tandem here Of course Dye Storm 51-52 I love it I'm going to give you An opportunity to Give out some hollers To some people That have supported you Throughout not only your football But throughout school I would like to give thanks To my mom My sister Chef B My cousins My uncles Coach And uh, some of my teachers <laughs> What about you Big Rob? My mom She support me through a lot My pops Even though we go through Some stuff He still support me A, a whole lot And he pushed me for it My grandma Even though sometimes She can't get out the house Support me Because her knees weak But she still Makes sure I'm on the right path My daddy grandma <laughs> Even though she go through Some stuff She still push me She makes Sure that I'm on top of my game. All right, final question, then we're gonna kick it back to coach. What's it like playing for a man like Coach Enoch Smith? Um, it's a great life for spirits because without coach, like I don't, I don't wanna say that we could have been like worse or like we could have been horrible in life, but by him like coming in making our life better a little bit, like great experience because you got somebody who come from experience from doing all this stuff and he come down from paying programs and all this stuff and come help you when you not even paying him. And he put his 100% in you Um Working for coach Is hard But <laughs> I mean like But he told me Never get up Like I never knew I could do some of the things he, Like some of the drills He and make us up be Like what What is he trying to make me do I don't know how to do that But I did it And I'm proud of myself Like I never knew I could do that So like he pushed me To new limits Like and he teach us How to be man Cause some of us Don't have father figures In our lives And we don't have no choice But to live up to the bad guys But coach is definitely A good guy And I'm glad I'm glad Diet found him Man coach Smith When you hear those Types of words you got two great representatives here. How does that make you feel? Man, it's hard, Richard. And, you know, when you just hear those words, and you've only been here for two months, just to hear those outstanding words said by a couple of the players, it just resonates that, you know, my father is really speaking here. My father is really speaking because it's all about him. It's not about me. So the more I do for him, you know, the more I be recognized when I leave this place. And it's more of a spiritual focal point for me because as an associate minister, I have to minister to them. It's not about being in a pulpit, but this is my ministry touching the younger generation and teaching them that they can do all things through Christ who strengthened them. So that's my focus, my philosophy, and uh, just to hear those words, it just tells me I'm at the right place at the right time. What are some of the goals that you have set, not only for this year, but for years to come for the Diet Eagle? Well, it starts step-by-step process, of course. As I already mentioned, just having them come together as a family, bringing the families into, building a whole community from a holistic standpoint. And I envision us to be something like Phillips. I mean, Phillips started off with 12 players, and we started off with seven, three, and we're moving up from, you know, that, and we've got 29 players. So next year, I just expect us to grow more and more. We have a varsity program and a farce off, and just trying to do something special, just like Phillips did. And I think we'll put it all together in, in short time here. Now, I gave IQ and Big Rob an opportunity to tell the listeners what they should expect from Diet Eagle football. I want to give you that same opportunity, Coach. Absolutely. We're building something special here at Diet. We're opening up the door for you know student-athletes who really want to take their game to the next level because we're going to do it. We're going to push. We're going to do everything we possibly can and pour our heart, our souls into it. So come on out. Come on out and join the family. Each year, we're going to build something special. We expect ourselves to be in a different conference in the years to come, playing for state championships, doing something like Frank Linton did over there at Mount Carmel. That's my goal here at Diet, because if you don't envision it, if you don't have the real vision, why, why would the players have the vision? Coach has to have the bigger picture, and 
that's my vision for them to be state champs in the near future. Coach Smith, what is it you've given every player that you've coached? Well, to believe in himself. We say it as a team. Believe in yourself. Don't give up the fight. Just keep on struggling with all your might. It's all you will not yield in despair. Your burdens in, we'll be lighter to bear. Believe in yourself and be not dismayed. Take the courage from those that have made the grade. Keep moving on with a resolute will. You reach the top of God's highest hill. That's my focal point. That was awesome. What has each of these players that you've coached given to you? They give me their all. I mean, consistency, dedication, commitment, just love for the game. And, you know, when I see Rob in the football game early on, I see tears falling down his eyes after we lose a game. That talks. I mean, that's a feeling that, you know, as a football player, former player, you just see it. That's the love, dedication, the commitment. And you look at his buddy, Brace, and they're, they're not just accepting loss. They're taking it to heart because they know they've been coached up and they feel that they're better. They have a better understanding that, you know, I need to even work harder than what I've been doing right now. Just bringing that dog out of them. You know, when you had a dog that nasty, you don't back into a corner. You come out ready to fight. And that's what they're starting to establish here. At first, I was looking at them like, we're not ready. But then I put them to the test and, you know, they start barking back. As an alpha dog, and me being a 5 beta sigma man, I have to throw that out there. So I don't want them to get carried away. I think, you know, in years to come, Rob's our captain, one of our captains on the team. So, you know, players do look up to him. They look up to both of them. And they're a special, special kind of group. Coach, in one word, how would you describe your coaching experience? Challenging. Challenging. Why I say challenging, in order to create a football team, you need more than seven players. Then you drop down to three, and then you're at question if, if you would even have a team. So it's absolutely challenging when you, sometimes it feels like I wanted more than them as a coach because, you know, you've been there, done that. When you see players that have some ability, not pushing themselves to the best of their ability, not in the classroom and on the field, you always look like, what can I do? What can I challenge myself at doing to help them understand the game a little bit more? Help them understand the classroom is more than the football field because you're a student before you're an athlete. And, you know, we're doing weekly grade checks now. They'll have their first grade check this Wednesday. They just had them last Thursday. So it's getting the college readiness program in high school. So it's really challenging. Coach, I'm going to ask that same question in a different context. In one word, describe Diet Eagle football. Development. Development because we're 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 developing to something special. This year is like we're trying to figure ourselves out. They were trying to figure me out, and of course I'm trying to figure them out as we go week by week. But at the end of the year, like Brayshon just said, I think these next four games will develop some players that really didn't get the opportunity to play. I think they'll develop. They'll see that I am part of this team because when you're in a challenging situation, you don't want to put freshmen that have not stepped out onto the field and put them in a dangerous position. So some of our players don't understand that right now. I'm like, Coach, why am I not getting a chance? Why am I? It's not about me. It's me and a team. It's not about I. It's all about us as a family because together everyone achieves more. And if you're not part of that philosophy, we don't need you as part of our team. Coach Smith, before we let you go, we talked about some organizations that you're a part of, and we definitely want our listeners to engage and to support those organizations. How can our listeners find out more information about your program? Oh, it's easy. We have websites for both organizations. You can go for Starts Up Front. Sports Performance, you go to www.startsupfront.com. And also, Knowing Your Worth, it's an organization where young lives really matter. You can go to knowingyourworth.info and get all the information from there. We'll be accepting applications for student-athletes in the city of Chicago sometime soon. We're doing something special here in the city of Chicago. And coach, I cannot leave without giving you the same opportunity as your players. As we like to say on this show, to give a holler out to those who have supported you throughout your career. Well, I can't go on without giving thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because he comes first and foremost in everything that I do. If I was a recognized person, you know, some few people i like to shout out was, of course, my wife, Maria. And without her, I wouldn't be able to coach because I'm spending time here away from her and my children. So my wife is definitely someone that I would say. I have a football coach from Missouri State who gave me that chance. He's always been a part of my life. He's currently with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. His name is Randy Ball. And Deion Melvin, he's with Western Illinois right now. So he's one. I also would like to give a shout out to the administration here. Principal, Ms. Bueller McLeod, Mr. Tier Brunson, and our athletic director, Jamal Gill. He, you know, he plays a part in everything that we do, being supportive and everything. So can't go on without recognizing the administration and, you know, without my father. I would not be here. Coach Enoch Smith, we want to thank you for joining us here on the High School Holler Sports Show on our Coach's Chatter segment. I can't tell you enough what a thrill it is to have sat down here and not only received some philosophy, some knowledge, but some spiritual encouragement, man. I appreciate you, Coach. No problem. God bless you. We thank you for spending a little time with us and your beautiful wife coming out and sharing with us on this day. God is good on this side of town. Amen to that. Amen to that. Stay with us. We got more of the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show coming up next. High School Holler. Hey, 
Ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports, located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's Original Barbecue Barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. We got something for you to know, so we can't let you just go. First, we want to thank all of our guests on this week's show. The head coaches from our H2S2 Game of the Week, Alonzo Zoe Harris of North Lawndale and Seamus Murphy from Back of the Yards, along with our shining stars of the game, Bobcats Sr., Carl McNichols, Juniors, Horace Murph, and Keyshawn Brown. Watch out for them guys, man. They going places. Our special guest of the coaches' chatter, Diet Eagles head football coach Enoch Smith and his two players that form the Diet Storm. Bracian IQ Gilbert and Robert Big Rob Henderson. It was a great time talking with all of you. We thank you for joining us this week. Our next H2S2 Game of the Week, another homecoming event. This time we go to Ag Science, home of the Cyclones, celebrate their homecoming against Sarah Good Knights. Next Thursday, kickoff is at 7 p.m. We hope you meet us there or catch us on Facebook Live for our interviews from the game. If you're a school, coach, or athletic organization who is hosting a sports camp or training event that helps Chicago area youth, let us know. We want to lend our support by giving it a mention on the show to help get the word out. It's a part of our mission statement to keep the kids safe from the streets while learning to become better athletes. If you're a student athlete and want to be the next shining star this school year, we welcome all freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors to join us on the show in telling us your story about how you excel in the sport that you play in the classroom and in the community. Just have your coach or athletic director send us an email to info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com telling us why they believe you should be our next H2S2 shining star and you can be the guest on the High School Holler Sports Show, the best show in Chicago for high school sports. Young people, this week's quote is about discipline. Discipline is just choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Go and check us out on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at Urban Field House. Also like the High School Holler Sports Show page on Facebook as well. We appreciate you showing us some love and sharing it with others. I want to remind you that you can listen to a broadcast of today's show along with past shows and segments by visiting the Urban Fieldhouse Media website. That's www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes as well as follow and listen to us on SoundCloud. Just search for the name Urban Fieldhouse Media and share the H2S2 show with others. Holler at us every Saturday afternoon at 12 noon. And remember, God loves you and we do too. I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey. Until we do it again next week. High School Holler.